Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, welcome back to Flea Flicker. I'm your host, John Murray. And yes, it has been a while, well, maybe about a week or so. Um, before we get into anything, I certainly hope you all had a uh, nice Christmas. And uh, before we know it, in a couple more days, uh, 2022 will be coming to an end and the new year. And I'm sure you had those New Year's resolutions already, already set up and ready to go. I know a lot of people, what is the old saying? I want to lose weight, I want to get a better job. You know, the, the more common ones. I'm sure a lot of people have many more out there, but if I don't get a chance to do so, I want to wish you a uh, happy new year. And I uh, hope uh, 2023 is certainly the uh, best year of, uh, of your life. Um, hopefully, hopefully a lot of you had a good 2022. I'm sure, as like any year, there are ups, there are downs, but it's a new year. Changes could be, could be coming for you. You never, you know, you never know. Um, for those who join for the very first time, I want to say thank you for doing so. And please, please invite your family, your friends, your loved ones, your neighbors, your dog, your cat, uh, your co-workers, neighbors, whomever you need to invite. Please invite them, invite them, all, invite them on in. Um, for those who've been from day one, I want to say thank you for doing so. And please invite your family, your friends, your loved ones, your neighbors, your dog, your cat, co-workers, neighbors, random person on the street. doesn't really matter. doesn't really matter. Please invite them on in. As I said before, and I'll say it again, you know, I, I, there's a lot of catching up that we need to catch up on, and we will certainly catch up on them if we don't do it in this episode. Hopefully, I want to be able to do a, a few episodes, maybe another episode at some point this evening. And I want to, you know, build, you know, build it up, keep building up. And uh, uh, for those who don't get a chance to listen to me here on Anchor, I'm on, you know, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music. Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, I'm on I'm on those as well. If you don't get a chance to listen to me. But again, I try to do the best I can to get out the as much as much as I can to as far as episodes go. Um I wanna, you know, like I said, we started this last year, last June. Um as we do, we try to keep I wanna do the best I can to keep going and um certainly hope uh, for those out there who do listen to it, I wanna say, you know, yeah, thanks a bunch. I do listen to it, and I want to keep. I want to keep growing and growing and growing. The biggest thing is, I guess, the new year, twenty twenty three. I guess, I guess the thing will be will be trying to be a little more consistent. I put that at the um, put that you know episodes. But again, you have a you have a job that you pretty much work mostly night works. You don't get a chance to do as much as you like to work night, sleep during the day, work at night, and again in between, it's hard to get actually put out one of these uh one of these uh, episodes, uh, but I do the best I can to uh, get you the best information or get you a an opinion on what I'm <laughs> thinking of in the world of football. Um, right now, uh, if you get a chance, uh, I, I was on Prime and got the Tennessee Titans against the Dallas Cowboys. For those who have any players involved in tonight's game, um, I know Derrick Henry is going to miss tonight's game because of a hip injury. Um, right now, the Titans, right now, they're going through a third quarterback this year, Joshua Dobbs, former University of Tennessee quarterback, is going to be quarterbacking for the Titans tonight. And to me, that kind of sounds, that does not ring too well for the uh, Tennessee Titans offense in particular. Um, one thing is, Tony Pollard will be missing, uh, missing this game. So that can give Zeke Elliott, if you've got Zeke on your, on your fantasy, fantasy team, he should get more carries tonight. Uh, the Tennessee secondary is, has not been that good this year at all. Maybe a CD Lamb, Michael Gallup, maybe even 
Dalton Schultz can have quality games for you tonight. Um, Dak Prescott may be the guy that you might want to play, consider playing tonight. And certainly if you got to, got to play the Cowboys. Got to play the Cowboys defense with all with the guarantee of third quarterback. It's not a not a very good not a very good uh, thing if you are the Tennessee Titans, a team that is trying to compete for a playoff spot. They will have a chance next week as they will go up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. The winner of that game will pretty much win the AFC South and basically one of the teams could very well have a losing record. And walking the playoffs a losing record, I think the Washington Commanders did, did that not long ago. So anything is certainly possible in the world of football. That's enough of that, ladies and gentlemen. Let's 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 jump right into um right into things. And um first off let's uh let's do some catch up on it. First let's talk about it. Um I actually we want to start the podcast off kind of on a sad note. Of course, last week you certainly heard the passing of uh, Franco Harris, the Hall of Fame running back who spent his entire career with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, you know, uh, Franco, a lot of people, a lot of people, when you talk about running backs, a lot of people don't consider Franco Harris as one of the top running backs in the history of the game. You always hear the name Jim Brown, maybe Walter Payton, Emmitt Smith, because because of uh, he is the leading rusher. And you'll hear many more names. A lot of people don't remember. A lot of people don't talk about Franco Harris. Franco, at one point in time, he retired as what maybe the second leading rusher in the history in the history of the game. Uh, yeah, Franco. Franco never got, I guess, the recognition he would have deserved as far as offense went for the um, Pittsburgh Steelers. A lot of people talked about Terry Bradshaw. Of course, you know how quarterbacks are. They get yeah, they get probably a lot more press than the rest of the team will when they're riding high. The quarterback. Gets a lot of credit when they're going bad. The quarterback takes the heat, and Terry, he had four. You know, he had four Super Bowls. A lot of people remember Len Swan. Some may remember John Stallworth. Uh, certainly, the Steelers defense. I mean, who was Pittsburgh Steelers team back in the seventies and early eighties? I mean, I mean, half the team was uh, bent on Hall of Famers: Terry Bradshaw, Franco Harrison to the world, John Stallworth, Len Swan, Mike Webster. You talk about the defense from Joe Green, Jack Hamm, Jack Lambert, Donnie Schell, Mel Blunt. I mean, Chuck Neely, Chuck Nolick, head coach. I mean, and the Roonies. I mean, certainly a lot. But Franco, to be honest with you, if you were a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, it was pretty much at first, it was the running game. It was Franco Harrison running game and the defense is what made Pittsburgh go. A lot of people, a lot of people, Terry Bradshaw have to remember when Terry was, you know, when Terry, Terry and Chuck Noel didn't see eye to eye on a lot of issues, and um, and Terry wanted to be traded. Uh, Terry had a had a pretty decent arm, but Terry made mistakes. Terry Bradshaw made mistakes early in his career, so Chuck Noel lied on guys like Frank Harris, Rocky Blyer. He relied on the running game and that defense, and that's what got them to certainly winning a few Super Bowls. Now. Again, it changed. The offense changed. Chuck Noll changed the times. He relied more on Terry Bradshaw and not Franco Harris. But Franco Harris, like I said, a lot of people don't really realize that Franco was a top was a top was a top running back in the game for many, many years. Certainly, uh, as time went on, Franco was a Hall of Famer. Franco, the latter stages, was a was uh, a visitor to Pittsburgh Steelers uh, facilities. He was a um, out in the community, uh, one of the uh, very, you know, he was a uh, 
top-notch guy. Uh, a lot of people thought highly of Franco and his teammates, former teammates. They thought highly of Franco too. So Franco certainly had you know left quite a legacy behind, and uh, certainly my condolences to Franco and his Franco and his family. But Franco was a uh, was a great player. Um, certainly, being a Cincinnati Bengal fan, I'm sure Franco probably ran for many many yards on the Cincinnati Bengals. But Franco. Again, a man who uh, certainly was one of the uh, best running backs. He didn't get the recognition that, like I said, the Jim Browns or the Walter Paytons of the world and other running backs got. Franco was one of them. But Franco was a very good running back. And, of course, we all know last week was uh, was 50 years in the Immaculate Reception. And, um, of course, a very controversial play that will certainly live in, that certainly continues to live in the history and the analysts of the, of the NFL. But for Franco... Great player, great man. Certainly, my condolences to him and his family. Uh, another another death we had to pass on, and we didn't really catch up on was uh, Mike Leach. Now, Mike Leach was never a pro football coach, but Mike Leach certainly made a a name for himself. Certainly, in the college football ranks, he was a um, he was certainly part of the uh, Kentucky Wildcats system back in the day with um, Tim Couch as the starting. Uh, Starting quarterback, he was the offensive coordinator, and certainly um, the offense was the beginning of the air raid system, air raid in the world. Um, Mike started his career as you know started his career certainly in lower in like division what two schools I believe, and then he moved his way up to become an offensive coordinator, and then after that he uh, moved on to become the head coach of Texas Tech. Texas Tech was a team that was an afterthought certainly in the, in the Southwestern Conference. And then in the Big Eight, the Big Eight, but Mike Leach came in, did, it, did an outstanding job. He got the, he got, he brought the air raid offense to, to Texas Tech, and it produced, and it produced, and it, it took a couple of quarterbacks, you know, into the NFL. They might have had not successful NFL, you know, careers, but he did a wonderful job with the program. He moved on to Washington State. He made Washington State a contender, a contender as well. And of course, here recently, and of course here recently with uh, Mississippi State, he made a um, he made them also a contender as well. And then, but of course, unfortunately, unfortunately, Mike. I guess you know Mike. Unfortunately, Mike had some um, had some had some health issues, and unfortunately, he passed away because of some health issues. Mike was a creative mind, certainly a probably a future college football Hall of Famer. Um, Certainly, condolences to him and his family as well. The next death we have to talk about is Ronnie Harmon, a former Denver Bronco, Minnesota Vikings. Ronnie Harmon was an instrumental part of one of the uh, one of the uh, Denver Broncos championship teams. Who was a pretty much an unknown came in. He ended up being the leading rusher of the Denver Broncos, one of the Super Bowl runs. Um, Ronnie, again, a, uh, again thought very highly of his teammates, such as Franco Harris was, and um, certainly my condolences to Ronnie. Hillman and his family as well. Now, we'll jump on a, certainly after that, let's jump on a subject right now that has become very, has been very, been a topic of conversation the last couple of days, and not, and we'll talk about Derek Carr. Now, and we all heard down the rumors are Derek Carr is no longer the starting quarterback for the Las Vegas Raiders. Jared Stone now is becoming is going to be the 
quarterback for a suit for the last couple of games of the season. Uh, Gabe Sabres, uh, Sandra, Sabres, I believe, is going to be the backup quarterback, a young man who looked fairly well in uh, preseason for the, for the Raiders. But now Derek Carr seems to be, Derek Carr is now on his way home. He's going, he's going home and um, didn't want to be a, doesn't want to be bothersome to the organization, doesn't want to affect the play of, the, of his teammates, and that's why he's going home. doesn't want, want any controversy you know, surrounding, you know, surrounding him. And Derek is trying to take the easy way out. So with with that being said, the question mark is, is it does appear to be that Derek Carr is on his way out on his way out of Las Vegas. To me that appears to be the case. Uh, Derek has had a bad year. He's done fourteen receptions, which I think is the highest among starting quarterbacks in the league in the NFL. Um you know, the last few years he's played under you know Gruden. He's had his ups and downs with Gruden, but last year he put up some very solid numbers under Gruden. And the Raiders organization itself has had some ups and downs the last couple of years. Now, Josh Daniels coming in. Josh has got a new system. Again, it's an old system that Derek Carr has to has had to learn. But again, you know, Josh Jacobs has had a uh, a good year this year. They bring in Derek Adams. I mean, excuse me, excuse Devontae Adams. They bring in Devontae Adams, and this is gonna this is gonna take the Raiders over the top. They went out and spent money, got Chandler Jones to come in, but none of it seemed to have, none of it seemed to work out. None of it seemed to work out to the Raiders' advantage. Now Derek Carr, who got a contract extension this off season, now appears that he is on his way out of town. Now I'm sure there's plenty, there's plenty of teams that would take Derek Carr at a heartbeat, and it looks like that appears to be the case. Now, I don't see Jared Stone being the quarterback beginning of starting of next season. Maybe Jared comes back and stays as a backup because he knows Josh Daniels' office system. But I don't see really see in hearts of hearts that he becomes comes in and he becomes the starting quarterback for the Raiders beginning of next season. Now, if Derek Carr leaves, which it appears that he can barrel seen his final days in a Raider uniform. It has to it begs to differ with they bring in Devontae Adams. Does Devontae Adams say, well look if Derek Carr is getting is getting bounced out of town, then I need to move out of town. And that could start a windfall. I'm just saying. If Derek Carr goes, does Devontae Adams want to go? And again if that is the case, Derek, you know, of course Devontae Adams has a pretty huge contract he signed that he got traded, signed a con- huge contract with the Raiders. And if, if that was going to be the case, then Derek, you know, excuse me, then Devontae Adams' contract would be would be a hard one to get out from under or try to trade. Not saying it's not impossible. Nothing is really impossible in the, in the, in the world of football. But you have to wonder, is, is, will this be a, you know, a chain reaction here? I mean, I don't know. Do the Raiders tear it down and rebuild uh, the Chiefs? Obviously, the contender next year, the Chargers. They will probably be a contender next year as well. The Broncos, well, we'll discuss the Broncos at another later, uh, no, another, another time, another place. Now, with Derek Carr, it's kind of a hard. It's kind of Derek Carr, who has been a pretty solid quarterback for the Raiders for several years now, and Derek sometimes Derek. Gets kind of a bad, you know, gets gets a bad rap. He, he went through all those with uh, he, he went through a lot with John Gruden, 
But again, Derek Carr, who the Raiders had an outstanding job last year when Gruden got fired. They went 10-7 and made the playoffs. They did get bounced in the first round. But from what they went through last year, they they held, you know, they held their own and they got to the playoffs. Derek Carr had a good year last year. Now granted, they didn't have Devontae Adams last year to make the playoffs. They had Hunter Renfro who caught 100 balls last year. But of course, Hunter was injured a lot last year. Darren Waller, top five tight end. Well, he got hurt. I mean, he got hurt this year. The offense line has always been a problem spot, I think, for the Raiders. And it's still a problem spot to this day for the Raiders. Uh, now, Josh Jacobs, we talked about, has been a consistent running back. He's had some injuries the last couple of years, but he's been basically healthy this year. Uh, leads the NFL rushing. And to be honest with you, a guy that certainly certainly deserves a contract from the Raiders, but you have to wonder if Mark Davis is gonna be is gonna say, Well, if I'm gonna bounce Derek Carr out of town, I'm not re-signing Josh Jacobs, he's gone. And I'm sure another team would pick up Josh Jacobs and Josh Jacobs. Uh, you know, you gotta wonder. I signed Devontae Hansel all this money. Do I wanna keep Devontae Adams around? The only thing about Devontae Adams, he's had, he's had Aaron Rodgers for all those years throwing him the football. He comes to Derek Carr, and he figures that he could bring in a little bit of that Aaron Rodgers, drink a little Aaron Rodgers dust on Derek Carr. You have the same success. They had success at Fresno State, but they did not have success, I guess, in the one season. Now, Devontae still had solid numbers, and you have to wonder, the chain reaction here is this. Um, if Derek Carr doesn't come back, Josh Jacobs, he may not come back. Yes, Devontae Adams went out of town. Um, what about Darren Waller? Darren Waller, you signed him, I think, to a contract extension. Do you get rid of Darren Waller? I mean, Darren Waller is certainly a quality tight end. It's certainly a tight end that somebody would certainly would want would want on their roster. Again, Chandler Jones. Do you, yeah, do you, yeah, do you trade Chandler Jones? Again, there's there's. There's a lot of things that, are, like I said, it's a chain reaction. Do the Raiders, do the Raiders, and Mark Davis sit back and say, well, maybe it's time to rebuild. And if you do that, if you do that, does that mean Josh Daniels' job is in jeopardy? I think as far as this year goes, I think Josh will be back next season. If Derek's not Josh Daniels' quarterback, who is? I don't think Jared Stone is the answer. Now, granted, Jared Stone knows Josh Daniels' playbook from the time they spent in New England. Sure. But he's not the answer moving forward. Again, again, I don't think the Raiders are in a position to get one of those top of the line quarterbacks in this year's draft. He's not in a position to get CJ Stroud. They're not in a position to get Bryce Young. Um, it, it, it depends on unless you know unless Josh Daniels feels there's a quarterback that they can get, or he feels they can fall to, to his spot that he feels that he can groom. And groom and become, you know, become a quality quarterback under his tutelage in the NFL. But again, for Derek Carr, there's speculation as where he could go. And Derek, I'm sure there's a lot of teams that would, would want and they would take Derek Carr off of the Raiders' hands. Derek Carr, I mean, if Derek Carr has better offensive line play, maybe a decent set of weapons to throw to, a quality running back behind it. Yeah, and maybe Derek Carr could get a pretty quality defense. And maybe Derek Carr, you know, could make some serious noise in this league. But let's be honest with you, Derek Carr's always had offensive issues. He's never had a consistent 
weapons to throw the ball to. Last year you had Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller who were healthy pretty much all year, and he he did successful with those two, and that was without Devontae Adams. But again, if Derek is on the right team, the right situation, and a defense, Derek Carr, Derek Carr really had a defense when he was with the Raiders. Not really. He didn't have the best offensive lines in the world either. So to me, if Derek could get something like that, Derek Carr could be still a decent quarterback in this league. And there's going to be a team out there that's going to take Derek Carr, going to want Derek Carr. And that's not to say the possibility that he could very well come back to the Raiders next season. I mean, that could be possible. I mean, to me, I still think Derek Carr or Jared Stillman, Jared Stillman any day of the week. But it does, it does become a very interesting thing. It really does. Whereas Derek Carr, I mean, again, Joshua Daniels, let's be honest with you, Josh has had his issues with quarterbacks. I mean, he had Mac Jones last year. Now, Mac didn't do that bad of a job with Josh Daniels leading the way. Because, again, Josh Daniels had one Tom Brady to work with for many, many years. But, again, Josh, I'm sure Josh respected coming in. He respected continuing to work very well with Derek Carr. And Derek Carr had Devontae Adams to bring him in. And the success was supposed to, was supposed to take him a little bit more over the top. Some people, some experts had the Raiders maybe, maybe even making the playoffs. I've had some experts thought the Raiders could actually win the division. Now, to me, I didn't think the Raiders were going to make the playoffs nor win the division. Because to me, I never I never really was sold on the offensive line. I wasn't sold on the defense in general. Yeah. Now, certainly I would love to see Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, and Darren Waller be healthy for a full 17 games. Maybe that could be a difference. Josh had a good Josh Daniels had a good year. But there were some things about Josh Daniels I didn't really understand. I mean, granted, there was talk about maybe Josh Jacobs being traded for the season to even the damned. But Jacobs had a very solid year. Now Zaire White, who a lot of people hyped up in camp during preseason, I barely saw barely saw the guy on the field at all. So you have to wonder if if, if Jacobs leaves for next year. Does a guy like Zaire White become the new become becomes the new number one running back? You know, I don't know. Again, the Raiders right now are a team in flux. I could say that about the Denver Broncos, but we'll see. We'll see about them in time. But for the Raiders and for the franchise, it's 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 a hard pill to swallow. I mean, here Josh Daniels will will supposed to bring hope to the yeah to the to the Raiders after the John after what all. All that happened under John Gruden. But again, the Raiders did get the playoffs last year. And this is certainly a disappointment to go from 10 wins to, as of right now, six wins. They got two more games to play. Even if they run the table and win the final two games, it'll be, they only win eight games. Now, the playoff hopes for the Raiders are very, very, very slim right now. Or slim to none if you want to go in that direction, but it is a slim. But of course, they have to have. So many things will have to will have to fall in their direction to make the playoffs. I mean, it was a disappointment for them this year, and I'm sure you know Mark Davis is going to give Joshua Daniels and Brad Ziegler a uh, chance again next year to right the ship. But again, as long as the Chiefs are playing the way they're playing, the Chargers are starting to catch a little bit of fire here lately. The Chargers are starting to get healthier. Maybe not the offensive line so much. Justin Herbert's playing a little bit better. 
should have Austin Eckler. Keenan Allen is hamstring seems seems to be has seems to have gotten better. He's playing excellent. He's playing excellent ball. Um, again, the de- the defense, the Chargers defense seems to start to come around a little bit. And a lot of people are thinking that maybe the Chargers are the one team that you might not want to play in the playoffs. But to me, moving forward, the Raiders they had some exciting games last year. I mean, actually, they got into the playoffs with a very exciting performance against the Chargers, one of the, one of the best games in the NFL last season. But now, Derek Carr is in a state of flux. The Raiders, they're in a state of flux. What happens in 2023, I don't know. What happens, you know, for the Raiders moving forward? What happens to some of the players? Jacobs, he could well be gone. Devontae Adams, maybe he wants out of town since Derek Carr is not going to be there next year. Um... Do you trade Darren Waller? I mean, Waller is still a top six or seven tight end in this league if he's completely healthy. There's a team out there that's going to, going to take Darren Waller off your hands. Do you, do you, yeah, are the Raiders in that rebuilding mode? And I think that would hurt Mark Davis. I think it would hurt the, the uh, Raiders fans. I think it would probably just, you know, I think they would just go completely nuts if you rebuild because you've got. Chiefs, you know, the Chargers, the Broncos are going to get their heads screwed all right, have a pretty decent team. But for the Raiders, could they be, I hate to say it, with Derek, Derek not playing Derek all the final two games, you tell him to go home, or maybe Derek Carr said, hey, I'll go home, I'll let you know, I won't be a nuisance to this team. But again, I'm sure Derek Carr, he's been emotional this year, it's been a rough year. And now Derek Harris can go home, spend time with the family, and then think about his future in 2023. Will he be back with the Raider? Will he really leave all for it? The way things are looking right now, I got a feeling he'll wind up with a new team come next season. But what team that will be, there's a lot, there's plenty of options out there. There are plenty of possibility teams out there. You have to wonder what if the Raiders, you know, if the Raiders go out and get. Derek Carr's not the answer. I don't think Darren Sims not going to be the answer to go get. Do you bring in Jimmy Garoppolo? I don't know if Garoppolo will be that much of a, an upgrade over Derek Carr. When you do, are you going to bring in Daniel Jones? I don't know. That. I'd certainly I'd rather have Derek Carr than Daniel Jones. But again, it's interesting to see what happens for him. But for Derek Carr and for the Raiders, it seems like it is. It seems like that um, the honeymoon is pretty much over with. Derek had a nice career with the Raiders, and we'll see. We'll see if you know. We'll see if Derek Carr come twenty twenty three ends up the new ends up the new team or not. The chances right now is the answer is yes. It appears he'll wind up. He'll he'll wind up with a new team, and whatever team winds up with him, if maybe maybe if Derek gets a better offensive line, a better defense, maybe Derek can maybe Derek can get that team to a playoff. Maybe Derek can get that team to a championship game. We'll see. We'll all see in due time in 2023. Now let's talk about a team that some people felt that maybe they could be maybe a couple years away, but maybe their time has arrived now, and that's the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, come next week, it's going to be very interesting to see with Jacksonville, because now the Tennessee Titans are facing the Jacksonville Jaguars. The winner will get to be the AFC win the AFC South and we'll move into the playoffs now. 
Waves look right now, either team will have a losing record going into going into the playoffs. Now, Jacksonville is certainly is certainly going from Urban Meyer's debacle last year to Doug Peterson, and Doug Peterson has done it has done an outstanding job with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, I'm not saying it hasn't been a it hasn't been a ride to the top for Jacksonville. They've had some bumps in the road. Trevor Lawrence here, as as of the last several weeks, it seems like he has picked up. He's caught. He's caught up on things. And he, him and Doug Pearson seems to have a pretty good rapport. And Trevor Lawrence's numbers have gotten better. I think for fantasy football experts, I think as crazy as it sounds, Trevor Lawrence is what the fifth or sixth, I think, best fantasy quarterback in football this year. I know that sounds crazy. That sounds weird. Weird. But if you look, I mean, but. Trevor is certainly taken off, and he is certainly he is certainly starting to play, starting to play better football here of late. And certainly, if you're a, if a quarterback goes for any team, if you are the you know, if you're a quarterback of your of your franchise, you're going to catch, you're going to you're going to get. You know, if they play well, you'll get all the credit in the world. But if they play bad, then you're going to get yeah, you get a lot of blame for it. And Trevor Lawrence. He had a rough year last year, but this year he had he had a tough road at first, but he's picked it up of late. He has played better, and what and maybe another full year of Doug Peterson under his belt in 2023. Maybe Trevor Lawrence can take his game up another level. His college teammate Travis Etienne has played well this has played well this year. He has taken over. It was him and James Robinson first kind of splitting carries. James took over. James got traded to the Jets. And of course, James Robinson has been a non-factor for the Jets, and now he'll probably be gone by now. He probably won't be with the Jets next year, and James will probably looking for a new team. But it seems like they've kind of needed one running back in Travis Etienne. Um, the thing I will give uh, give um, credit where credit is due for Doug Peterson. It's like Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram has struggled the last few years because of being he's a talented player, had injury issues, and he had Daniel Jones throwing the football, but now all of a sudden you have a a getting better Trevor Lawrence. Evan Ingram has proved to be a proved to be a top at least maybe seven or eight or maybe top seven or eight tight end in the in the uh, in the uh, NFL you know, in the um, NFL this season. It seems like that uh, Doug Peterson's gotten the best out of Evan Ingram, and Evan Ingram has actually been healthy a lot this year. Has been healthy more so than usual. Now the receiving core, I'm not, I've never been the biggest fan of Jacksonville's receiving core. I'm still not. You got Marvin Jones, Zay, yeah, Zay Jones has put up some pretty quality numbers. Uh, he's put up quality numbers for for a few games this season. But again, I've never been the biggest fan of Jacksonville's offense. Now it gets to be interesting in 2023. They they did they did trade for one Calvin Ridley, and I'm very interested to see. What Calvin really, if you know, if he comes off his suspension, yeah, what can he, what can he do for Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville's offense? That becomes very interesting. I kind of like him. It'll be interesting to see if you know Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, if Calvin really could be anything like he was a couple of years ago. If he could be that type of guy that he was on his days with the Atlanta Falcons, if he could be that guy again, you know, maybe you bring back Evan Ingram. Yeah, for an old season, you know, maybe, you know, maybe Jacksonville has something on offense. I'm not completely sold on the offensive line. I still think they could use a couple of pieces on the offensive line. 
but it's getting there. Defensively, defensively, Jacksonville has its moments. I think Jacksonville still some players away of making it a, a solid defense. But the thing about it is, if you look at next week's game between Jacksonville and Tennessee, right now, I think Jacksonville beat Tennessee. You think about it. Take a look at Tennessee's side of the ball. Right now, you're on Joshua Dobbs as your quarterback. Will he be the quarterback next week? Uh, or did he go back to Malik Willis? Now, Ryan Tannehill has officially been put on the IR, and he had done it for the season. There was a good amount of hope that he could come back, but that's not going to be the case here. So it's either Malik Willis or Joshua Dobbs who's going to be your quarterback. And I think Jacksonville's defense can put enough pressure to take yeah, to take Malik Willis or to take Joshua Dobbs out. Now, Derrick Henry has been, well, he's been Derrick Henry. The offense has relied on Derrick Henry. He's got a hip issue. Derrick is not playing his fast tonight. But again, they can rely on Derrick Henry once again. Jacksonville knows this. Again, they're not going to be afraid of the passing game, so they can play eight, nine-man front to stop Derrick Henry. And defensively, and defensively, Tennessee's defense is not that bad against the run. But to me, Trevor Lawrence can do them in the passing game. Their secondary is not really that good. You know, a lot of teams in the NFL have feasted on Tennessee's secondary. And to me, Trevor Lawrence can do that. And they have a young kicker, Riley Patterson, who hasn't been that bad this year. He's had some moments, but he's had some very good moments as well. To me, as crazy as it sounds, Jacksonville may be the team to win the AFC South. Maybe they'll be the team to roll in to the playoffs. Now, I don't think they get past the first round. I don't see them beating Jacob Buffalo. Um, as far as as far as maybe Miami makes the playoffs, that could be in jeopardy right now. Um, yeah, you know, with New England, I, to me, Jacksonville has a chance to beat New England. They have a chance to beat the Jets. They've already done that. Um, the Ravens have made the playoffs. Now, I don't, I, I don't know. I think the Ravens could beat Jacksonville if Lamar Jackson is healthy. I believe that that kind of takes over top of them. Um, you got to remember Jacksonville played uh, Cincinnati tough last year. And, matter of fact, Cincinnati barely beat them last year. And that was with Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer, our quarterback, and a guy like a Super Bowl winning quarterback, Doug Peterson, coaching your team, you might have a better chance. Do I think they could beat Cincinnati? I think there's a good possibility they could beat Cincinnati, I mean, even though I'm a Cincinnati Bengal fan. Overall, I think the Bengals have a little bit more talent than Jacksonville, but I wouldn't. it wouldn't shock me if they did beat them. Now, if I go with you, I think they could beat the Chiefs. No. The Chargers, I'd give them a chance to beat the Chargers. I mean, Jacksonville could surprise, could surprise some teams, but I think I think it'll be Tennessee, and I think it'll be the AFC South, win the AFC South, even though it's a losing record. It is what it is. But Doug Peterson definitely deserves, he should deserve, he gets votes for coach of the year. Now, granted, there's some other guys that probably get get the award more so than he was. I mean, nobody expected Giants or the Jets to play with any semblance that they have played this year. And I'm sure they will get the, um, they'll probably get more votes than Doug Peterson. But Doug Peterson has done an outstanding job in his first year in Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, Jacksonville Jaguars have become respectable in this league, in, once again, this league. Now, and last time, you know, maybe, maybe there's there's that Tom Conklin vibe with Jacksonville. Doug Peterson is a, you know, the Doug. You know, Doug is the, always does a fairly good job with quarterbacks. I mean, he did a pretty decent job with Carlson Wentz at one point in time. I mean, 
It was Nick Foles. He got the Super Bowl with Nick Foles as his quarterback. He played with Jalen. He played with Jalen Hurts toward the end of yeah, of his rookie season. And now he's got he's got one Trevor Lawrence. And Trevor Lawrence, I'm interested to see Trevor has improved as the season goes on. The last, like I said, the last you know five or six games, you know, I mean Trevor Lawrence has played like a top ten quarterback in this league. And I'm interested to see in 2023 will his will he yeah will he get even better again the offense the offense you know Doug Doug I'm interested with, with the offense Travis Etienne if Dudley if, if if Dudley is suspension is lifted I'm interested to see what Calvin Ridley and maybe Trevor Lawrence can do again maybe Evan Ingram comes back. Again, they've had I, you know, Marvin Jones. I don't. I think he's a free agent at this season. I don't know what they're thinking about. You know, say Jones, Christian Kirk. A lot of people are not talking about Christian Kirk this year. Christian Kirk has actually has had a fairly quality year for them. So I'm interested in seeing next year. It's interesting next year. Christian. My guess is Christian Kirk will be our number two receiver because you figure Calvin Ridley is going to be number one. But Ridley, Kirk, maybe bringing Ingram back, Travis Etienne. Maybe you go ahead and find another running back to you know, take some of the pressure, take some of the load off of Travis Etienne. Maybe you go ahead and get an offensive lineman. Maybe, you know, again, Jacksonville spent a lot. Spent, because I want to say they spent the most money this offseason when it comes to getting players. Right? I think they spent a lot of money bringing in a lot of players. And some of those, some of the moves they've made have been decent moves. Some of the moves have not been fairly well. But the point is, I mean, Jacksonville. Who'd have thought? Who'd have? Who? Who? Because once the beginning of the season, AFC South it was going to be Tennessee. Heck, it was going to be Indianapolis Colts. And now, the Colts. The Colts, as of next season, they probably have a new coach, maybe a new general manager for next season. Maybe an all new system, all new coaching staff, a new regime in there for the Indianapolis Colts. And certainly, there's going to be some player changes. I mean, Matt Ryan. Who knows? Who will be back next year? I'm sure Nick Foles will not be back next year. Granted, John Taylor will return. Yeah, I mean, the offensive line have to be re, you have to reload the offensive line. It's got to get better. Can you get a, a weapon going with Michael, with Michael Pittman? Again, but again, you look towards next season. The Colts they're going to be in Desiree. I mean, to, to me, as far as Tennessee Titans, Tennessee I think will still be a contender in the, in the South. Again, but I'm interested to see Ryan Tannehill. I believe on his last year of his contract, Ryan is 35 years old. Yeah, and you have to wonder, will Ryan Tannehill be back next next season for the yeah for the uh, for the Tennessee Titans? Now Malik Willis, he'll probably still hang around. Joshua Dobbs, I'm sure, will be gone. But I don't see them playing Malik Willis as the number one quarterback come next season. That goes back to you need to go ahead and get Jimmy Garoppolo. Can you bring in a Daniel Jones maybe, or? Could there be a a Derek Carr sighting for the Tennessee Titans? Anything is anything is possible. Again, yes, you got Derrick Henry. And Derrick Henry's a beast. He's been a beast for the last several years. But you have to wonder how much more can the how much more punishment can the body take? Again, the offensive line. There was a point in time the offensive line was for the Tennessee Titans was one of the top six or seven in the league at one point in time. But now it has taken, it has lost a lot to injury, lost a lot to free agency. Again, the defense, the defense, it needs work. 
I mean, granted, Bud Dupree will be back next season. Uh, you know, Landry, who was hurt most of this year, he's a uh, nice young defensive, defensive piece. But the team the point is, right now, if you look moving ahead, we we'll look towards next season. Who knows? Jackson's got a shot being on this division next year as well, and they seem to only get better and better as Doug Pearson is uh, as uh, leading leading the way. And for Dougie, you know, for old uh, Doug Peterson, who knows? By next season, Doug Peterson could be a uh, coach of the year by next year. By next year, but again, Jacksonville AFC South champions. Nobody would have thought about it this year, and right now, looks like that might be the case. But let's take a look. Maybe next year, <laughs> if you think about it, they could very well end up winning the AFC South next year as well. Maybe for for years to come. If Doug if you know Doug Peterson and the staff continues to draft, pick up free agents, maybe here and there. I'm not saying they get into the free agency again this year like they did last season, but you never know. Now it might be a while for Jacksonville to compete with the Buffalo Bills or other teams in this in this in the Kansas City Chiefs and others. But Jacksonville is making a step in the right direction. Texans, it's gonna be a while for the Texans. The Colts are on a downswing. The Titans they may stay afloat, but I have to wonder how much longer can that, you know, they go, and of course, the Titans, they've been looking for a new general manager this all season. I'm assuming Mike Vrabel will be back. If Mike is not back, I'm sure there's, I'm sure Mike could find himself a job as a head coach somewhere in the snap of a finger. But moving forward, Jacksonville has a, has a nice, has a nice, has a nice future to look forward to. We'll see. Yeah, but we'll see. Again, they got, they got an important matchup with the Tennessee Titans next week, and it'll be very interesting to see if Jacksonville is up to the challenge. For my opinion, I think Jacksonville is up to the challenge. I think Jacksonville will beat Tennessee next week, unless Joshua Dobbs tonight um, ends, up, ends up being like 22 of 28, maybe throws for about uh, 275 yards, and maybe a couple of touchdowns. Maybe I'll have a different opinion. But to be honest with you, for right now, Jacksonville looks like they will end up being the AFC South champions. And for that, I got to give Doug Peterson all the credit in the world. Doug Peterson got a Super Bowl run with the Philadelphia Eagles, who have number one championship. <laughs> who knows? Maybe Doug Peterson gives Jacksonville Jaguars to a Super Bowl. I'm not saying it's going to happen this year, but you never know. Give it a couple more years, maybe some more drafts, and maybe Trevor Lawrence continues to improve. You never know. Strange things have happened. Nobody expected the Bengals to make the Super Bowl last year, but they somehow, some way, some shape, and some form figured it out. They did get to the Super Bowl, but we'll see. For Jacksonville, it gets interesting. You gotta like the future of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Maybe Jacksonville start to get back to the days where they were when he, when you had the Mark Grinnells, the Fred Taylors of the world, Maurice Drew Jones, maybe Jimmy Smith, Akeem Cardell. You remember those days, right? I'm sure Jackson Jaguar fans remember those days. I'm sure they look at those days to return. But for right now, let's be honest. Jacksonville could very well be your AFC Sound champions this year. Speaking of the team that has been a surprise this year, we've talked about them at one point in time. We've talked about the New York Jets. And certainly the, um, and certainly, of course, last week they had an opportunity to strengthen their hole on the playoffs. On the playoffs, but of course, 
been down there well for a while too. Matter of fact, Jack from the Jaguars. And again, Zach Wilson once again he didn't have that good of a day. And then he brought in a, a gentleman from with the CFL. And up a four-string quarterback came in and played the, seemed to run the offense better than Zach Wilson. So the question gets to be now, ladies and gentlemen, is it time for the Jets to get to finally give up on Zach Wilson? Zach Wilson's had I think plenty of opportunities and plenty of chances to prove himself to be a decent quarterback in this league. And every opportunity that he has gotten, to be honest with you, uh, Zach has has failed to has failed to do so. Again, and again, anybody knows in this league is like it, it's hard to pick the right quarterback when you draft when, when you draft him. Um, I mean, how many years did it take? Again, we said this before we'll say it again. How many years did it take Miami Dolphins after Dan Lane retired? How many years did it take him to finally try to get it right? People feel like two might finally be the answer, but again, that could be questionable. What about the Denver Broncos, when John Elway finally retired, it took him a long time until Peyton Manning came in, and then Peyton Manning got into, you know, finally got into a Super Bowl. And now they've gone from Peyton Manning, and hopefully they think Russell Wilson will be the answer, but of course Russell has not has not been the answer. Again, if you look at the New York Jets, their history when it comes to quarterback, I mean, everybody knows Joe Namath. Everybody knows Joe Namath may be Made a strong prediction that the Jets will win Super Bowl three. Everybody thought that Joe was blowing smoke, was blowing smoke up his butt, and guess what? They won the Super Bowl. Years later became Richard Todd. Richard Todd was a decent quarterback on a lot of bad New York Jets ball clubs. Years later got to be Ken O'Brien. Of course, Ken O'Brien was in the same draft that won Dan Marino. Now Ken didn't have that bad of a career, but again, you know, we all know what kind of career Dan Marino had. But now we've gone from Ken O'Brien to trying to find somebody to be the Jets, the Jets quarterback. And it appears Zach Wilson's not the answer. Now, everybody's jumped on the Mike White bandwagon. Everybody feels that Mike White is the, could be the quarterback moving forward. To me, I don't think Mike White is the answer. Maybe Mike White has played himself into a backup role for the Jets next year. But then again, he played the decent play that he has done in the limited time he's given the chance to be the quarterback for the New York Jets. Mike White might have earned himself a job. I don't think he's earned himself a starting job, but he could, he'd certainly earned himself a good enough job to make money as a backup quarterback in this league. But to me, Mike White's not the answer. Certainly Chris Shooter's not the answer. Joe Flacco could have to become an afterthought. I'm sure Flacco's going to be gone by next season. Maybe Flacco catches on as a backup quarterback with another organization, or maybe Flacco decides to retire. But now for Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson time, I think they're running short. I think I think the owner of the Jets, Will Johnson, is coming impatient. There's some rumors that he is not yeah, he wasn't he has not really he's not really keen on the hiring of the current Jets for the current Jets coach. And there's rumors that the Jets coach could be gone by next season. And if that happens to be the case, then it's gonna be a step back for the uh, New York faithful. Then once again we go back to the I guess the million dollar question would be is this. Is there a quarterback that can come in and take the Jets back into the playoffs? You know, and the question that answer, I mean, 
you start looking at the free agents this past year, I'm sure the name Jimmy Garoppolo gets, will get thrown around once again. You know, but I don't know that Jimmy is the type of guy that can get them into the playoffs. Now, I'm thinking about the Jets. The Jets' defense has improved a lot this season. They had a rough week last week against the Jets and against the Jaguars. So the Jets' defense has been respectable this year. So it, it, that, the Jets' defense hasn't really been the biggest issue. Now, the Jets' offensive line it has, it has had some injuries. If it's completely healthy, it's not that bad an offensive line. The running game, of course, Brees Hall is, uh, is a really uh, top running back from Iowa State this past, in this past year's draft. He's come in. He's played well, but of course he tore his ACL. Again, you know, again, in the receiving, the receiving core. I mean, you got to remember, it was at one point in time that Garrett Wilson was uh, was busting the chops of Zach Wilson's play. Elijah Moore was busting the chops of Zach Wilson's play. And it, it, it seemed like everybody was jumping on Mike White bandwagon because Mike White seemed to do a much better job in guiding the offense. Now, to me, long term and short, I don't see Mike White leading the Jets into the playoffs. Again, if you go back to is, 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 uh, is Jimmy Garoppolo going to be the answer? And I don't see Daniel Daniel Jones and Daniel Jones making that much of a difference. I don't. I know the crazy thought for the, for the, for the Jets people is I know this is a this is a wish it would happen, but it's not going to happen. Is what about Lamar Jackson? You got to remember that Lamar Jackson found the final year of his contract with the Ravens, his rookie contract. Now, I'm going to assume that the Ravens and and Lamar Jackson will come, will come to some kind of terms, you would think. But what if, I said, what if? I said, what if the Ravens, for some crazy reason, what if the Ravens and the Jets can't come to some kind of coming out agreement? Can't sit Lamar, Lamar Jackson in New York? Now, if that was to happen, now that would be now that would be an upgrade. That would be an, that would be an upgrade because then Lamar Jackson only Josh Allen I think would, would be the better quarterback in that division. Yeah, to me Lamar Jackson I think is better than Tua. The only guy I don't think he'd be better than like I said would be Josh Allen. Now that would be an interesting fit. I don't it's for for Jets fans it's not going to happen. I think Baltimore will come to his senses and pay and come down to some kind of agreement with Lamar. Now. That's a possible. That's a possibility I could see happening. I mean, I get Lamar in New York. That's a nice. I, I tell you what, Lamar would make him a little more than an instant contender. If they improve defensive play, let's say get some help at the offensive line. Maybe Hall can be, be healthy from the ACL injury. Of course, everybody's everybody's different when it comes to how you recover from the ACL injury. Now, my guess is if Hall does come back, he's not going to be one hundred percent. Right off the bat, it might take him. It may take him five or six weeks into into the regular season before he becomes the Bryce Hall that you all know. That you did see the glimpses of what you could see from from him. To me, that's. But we'll see. I mean, in time, we'll, we'll see how that how that turns out. But again, I can wonder, Gary Wilson. He seems to have a lot of upside. Maybe he becomes the new number one receiver for the for the Jets come next season. Maybe. To me, I like Elijah Moore. I see Elijah Moore as a number three receiver, now as a number two. I can see Wilson. Maybe you draft another receiver. Corey Davis leaves town. You had a couple tight ends. I mean, do you, yeah, do you go out? You know, I mean, do you bring those tight ends back next season? 
But again, the defense has made improvements. I can see that you can go get a little pass rusher, maybe an extra linebacker. You know, I can see something like that. But again, the biggest reason for just this year has been the quarterback play. And to me, moving forward, and you know, to me, Zach Wilson's starting out the answer. Now, I don't know if there's an organization out there that could really, you know, I don't know if there's an organization out there that would, you know, that could, that could break it out in, in Zach Wilson. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, what do you do? Should, should Zach off to the Washington Commanders? I don't see that happening. But can you see Zach maybe trading places, maybe trading going to the Jets or the Giants? I don't see that happening. But again, with Zach, I mean, can you see Zach going to the 49ers? Maybe, you know, maybe Kyle Shane do something to Zach Wilson as a quarterback. But again, you figure Garoppolo's going to be gone. Trey Lance will be the starting quarterback next season. But the way Brock Purdy has played, I mean, do you, could you get a competition next season between Lance and, and Brock Purdy next season? I mean, for right now, I have a feeling that's the way that's going to be. I mean, if Brock had went out there and stumped up the joint for the 49ers, this wouldn't be a subject we're talking about going into next season. But if Brock, but if Brock, but if Brock can get the team, if Brock can get his team, you know, far into the playoffs, maybe to me, to me as far as the AFC Championship game, then it becomes interesting, you know, for, then it becomes a very interesting conversation going into next season. But you have to wonder if there's a head coach out there that can get something out of Zach Wilson. Are you going to lose Zach Wilson to Tennessee? I mean, Ryan Towns would have a job. I mean, we take Zach Wilson from Mahomes Willis. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know if I'm going in that direction. I don't see, I don't know if I see Zach Wilson with the Colts. I don't, I don't really see that. But for me, Zach, I'm sure there's, a, there's probably going to be a team out there that's going to take a chance on Zach Wilson. Now as a starting quarterback. Maybe it's going to bring in the backup. But I got a feeling. Zach Wilson's days with the New York Jets are pretty much over with. Now, I'm sure that, you know, as of right now, if I'm looking at the Jets ownership, the GM, and whatnot, I'm going to assume they're going to do their best to bring back Mike White next season and give him a decent contract, and he may well be the starting quarterback going into next season. As far as drafting quarterback concerned, the Jets, I don't think they're in the shape to get, they're not going to be in the shape to get Bryce, uh, Bryce Hall, Bryce Shelley, CJ Stroud. Yeah, I don't see that could be in a situation where you can get one of those top of the line quarterbacks. I'm not saying that I'm not saying it's a guy like Orville Richardson from Florida. Maybe maybe you have a shot at getting a guy like him. He kind of fits it he kind of fits into that Zach Wilson Zach Wilson mode a little bit, which that might not be a good that might not be a good thing to say. But he might be a guy that could step in. And maybe, you know, and maybe, I don't think he can play right away. I think he has to, I think Mike White comes back. He wants a starting, and they draft a quarterback for the future. But again, are they going to, are they, they're not going to get that top, top-notch quarterback. And it becomes a point, if you're a Jets fan of any organization, and you keep recycling quarterbacks over and over and over again, it becomes, you have to wonder what your organization Will your team find, ever get that right quarterback? And the Jets, they've been trying for, for quite some time now. I mean, again, you know, some teams are lucky they don't have to go through this situation. 
like the Green Bay Packers, can go for Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers. Now, it'll be interesting to see for the Packers if Rodgers decides to finally retire. Will they train Aaron Rodgers? That means a guy. That means Jordan Love and I expect that. Which becomes a more interesting question. Does somebody reach out to the Packers and say, well, if you don't bring Aaron Rodgers back, what do you want from Jordan Love? Again, that situation has come up as well. Can you see Jordan Love for the New York Jets? I don't really, I don't really see that happening. But I, but I tell you what, Jordan Love, I think, has more upside than Zach Wilson does. But for Zach, like I said, Zach has pretty much on his way out of town. And you have to wonder, is there a coach? Is there an offensive coordinator? Is there a team where there's an offensive coordinator? And it's both. I mean, sure, looking at team Zach, what about the New Orleans Saints? To me, Jameis Winston is probably gone. Andy Dalton, Andy Dalton could have earned himself a, a contract next year to play for the, for the Saints next year. Whether I think he would be, Andy's probably played himself to maybe a contract next year. Maybe he becomes a starting quarterback again next year for the Saints. But what about you bring a guy like Zach Wilson? Now the interesting fit is what if you know what if Sean Payton decides to come back? Maybe he comes back to the New Orleans Saints. That possibility still sits out there. Maybe a guy like Sean Payton could um, tutor Zach Wilson, make Zach Wilson a decent quarterback in this league. And there's some possibilities for Zach could wind up going to. But to me, I just don't think he returns to the Jets next year. Now, I'm not saying anything, anything is possible. We talked about Derek Carr. Did the Jets did the Jets go out and get Derek Carr? Yeah, I mean, did they go out and get Derek Carr? They try to re-sign Mike White, let Mike White back up Derek Carr. Then the quarterback situation will look a lot better than it, yeah, than it did than it's done than it's done in the past, certainly. But for that, Zach Wilson, you have to wonder how many more options is Zach Wilson going to be given? Because to me right now, Mike White, I believe Mike White is going to start this week, I believe, as far as the backup quarterback goes. I, I mean, I, right now, I wouldn't be surprised if Streaker becomes, ends up being the backup quarterback this year, this this week, I should say. And maybe Zach Wilson becomes a third-string quarterback, but he's not even activated. And that's kind of where, you know, that's kind of where Zach is at. How much longer do the Jets are going to give Zach Wilson? You know, how much longer is he going to be the quarterback? How much longer is a man be a quarterback in this in the NFL? I mean, Zach Wilson's going to want to be in a boat with the Jamarcus Russells of the world. We all know Jamarcus Russell, former um, yeah, quarterback for the Raiders. He was a first round draft pick. He had a strong arm. But he didn't pan out. What about Ryan Leaf for the Chargers? Yeah, I know Ryan Leaf was in the same draft as Peyton Manning. Look how that turned out. And look how it turned out for the Colts. The Colts certainly going to bring that deal. And for me, Zach Wilson, he's going to wind up being, and for the Cincinnati Bengals fan, he's going to wind up being another David Klingler, another Achilles Smith. He's going to wind up being like that. Remember Zach? How many more chances is he going to get? For right now, my answer would be is this. I don't think Zach's going to get that many more chances to be a starting quarterback or even a quarterback on any NFL team. Unless, for some reason, you have a coach out there or an offensive coordinator that says, give me a chance, let me do something with him. Another possibility, what about Geno Smith? He's a former Jet. He's a
because you're a Jew and smoking you and jet and you in your future. You never know. Brother Zach Wilson. It's now or never. He's going to step up. Or he's not going to be quarterback no longer. We know that. That's all the time for this week, ladies and gentlemen. Take care. See you again soon.